Sean Cannery? Oh, shoot. Sean Connery? How's it going, Nate? It's going pretty good. Excellent. Okay. I'm cautiously putting that out there. I've been feeling under the weather for some time, but could be allergy-related. Apparently, that is happening to many people in the building and around us, mm. including the cat. The cat has been sneezing periodically just a whole bunch of times in a row. So we were very worried. And then uh, Harrison mentioned it when he was downstairs at, at work. And apparently, uh, several other people have experienced the same mm. through their cats, that is. I wonder if there was a big pollen bloom after the heating there certainly is a lot of fluff like cottonwood fluff swirling mm -hmm. around so and that just is the visible thing or the most visible thing so i have no doubt uh, a bunch was exactly that stirred up mm -hmm. bloomed up yep. um which i knew it would happen i told a few people like oh this isn't going to be fun <laughs> <laughs> after this massive heat wave and all the plants freaked out about that suddenly mm -hmm. rain push <laughs> you know what is fun though go ahead it's just called two brothers <laughs> i think that's debatable uh i am will i'm james and uh, that's the we're the brothers yeah on a palindromic show oh yeah 191 okay go There you go. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, we were talking about time bandits. Actually, we were talking about... What is this voice? You're, you have a presenter voice there on. <laughs> we were talking about time bandits. <laughs> and, what is t and what is time again? <laughs> From um, volunteers. <laughs> we were talking about time bandits off air. And before that, yeah. the, the reason we got into that is we were talking about Monty Python characters, right. as one does. And I mentioned... As we ones does. Right. And we were talking about the sort of degrees of separation mm -hmm. with George Harrison and Monty Python and Time Bandits. And then you brought up some of the characters that were in Time Bandits from the Pythons. Yeah. And I couldn't remember that Michael Palin was in it. Mm -hmm. And I was asking what character he played and so forth. Anyway, so right. we got it talking about Time Bandits. Yeah. We, we saw that a bunch of times. Um, yeah, just the rented VHS. Right when it came out on video, I think I saw it twice in the theater before it left. Mm -hmm. I I made that maybe one of the first ones I first movies that I went to alone because I wanted to see it so badly. Mm -hmm. And I was what it was eighty one. I would have been fourteen. Mm, yeah, fourteen, probably. Yeah. How did you get to go it alone? I don't know. At that age, I, that's just what off. I remember. I could be multiplex, and I could, chose to go to that one. And uh, other people went to the other. I could be very mistaken about what <laughs> I went to see alone. Yeah, possibly. But I, I'm we pretty sure <laughs> <laughs> several, but they're they're not the fun kind. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I saw it twice in the theater, though. All right, but we we did rent it. I rented it as much as I thought other people could stand. Yeah. <laughs> Because until I had it, it, yeah, until I bought it on DVD, I couldn't get enough of it. Mm -hmm. I remember watching it quite a few times mm. back in those days. Sure.
I've seen it um, in pieces since then. I don't think I've seen it all the way through since way back then. Mm-hmm. But you mentioned Sean Connery, and it didn't, yeah, didn't I, wasn't he in it, or was he in it, or? Yeah, I was. I was nearly sure, ninety nine percent. I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> but you had a what? What did you say he played? He played a Greek soldier, uh, Greek right? warrior, Greek warrior, right? Which he was. He was the Greek warrior, right? <laughs> but also King Agam- King Agamemnon, who mm-hmm. I still don't really know much about as a figure or as a mythological figure, at least. Yeah. So I'm not sure his exploits. Yeah, was he really the one that mm-hmm. uh, fought the Minotaur? Well, Theseus was the one who fought the Minotaur. Mm. This is a this is perhaps another Minotaur. Uh, also. This minotaur is, in it, is not in a maze. Minotaur. Oh, true, true, yeah. Maybe it's Minotaur. <laughs> Greek is often. I know. I'm. I know the common pronunciations of Greek stuff is way wrong. Like uh, we found out in uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. <laughs> Way to go, Socrates. I'm Bill. This is Ted. We're from the future. Socrates. Hmm. There you yeah, go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, that's that is my favorite. I, I'm pretty sure that's my favorite Sean Connery character. He was very nice. Yeah, he was fatherlike. Oh, he's he was... utterly charming in that role. Yeah, and he's pretty charming in many other roles. So, he is, so that's yeah. a feat. <laughs> uh, oh, and he also shows up as uh, one of the firemen at the end of the movie. Oh, that's right. I, I like to think that he subsequently adopted Kevin and. They, they became a very happy family together. Perhaps. Almost immediately after, his parents blow themselves up. Mom! Dad! It's evil! Don't touch it! <gasps> Spoiler alert! Mm. And he's left orphaned again. So my fantasy ending of the... Or what do you call it? Uh, that post... Ending, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My favorite epilogue is that after the film credits, uh, at some point, uh, Sean Connery follows up on him and finds out he's orphaned and adopts him, and they live happily ever after as a as a family. Beautiful. I like it. Mm. I'll, I'll I'll go with that. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you meant that Sean Connery adopted the actor, oh. the kid who played oh, the oh, actor. No, 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 no. I'm sure he. And uh, I'm sure he had stage parents who pushed him to do this <laughs> as often that usually happens i i i went back and read the harrowing recounting of will wheaton's uh, childhood experiences as an actor and yeah oh, it's pretty awful is it? well he had an abusive father or stepfather and a rather domineering stage mother who really really pushed him to be an actor mm-hmm. and he wasn't it's not that he didn't like it but it he didn't have a particular drive to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's held true, right? People like uh, Michael J. Fox or Sean Connery himself, they are, they are driven to do the acting thing, to, to portray, <laughs> to act. Mm-hmm. And they can't imagine not doing it. Uh, I'm, sure I'm sure Sean Connery came up in the theater somewhere. But uh, like Ian McKellen, that's just what they do. And he didn't have that kind of sense. I, I guess River Phoenix was probably another one like that. Just had to do it. Mm-hmm. But he suffered this abuse and he says he's, he's sure Rob... Why am I blanking on the director? Rob Reiner. Right? He's sure Rob Reiner saw that in him, maybe didn't understand the whole story, but brought that out and used it as part of 
the whole the whole scheme mm. directed him to to keep that and put it into his character mm. which is <laughs> and he said if you're wondering why why Gordy seems so sad, you know, it's probably just my real life experience showing up. Wow. And then there's Corey Feldman. Mm-hmm. Who had problems. Was abused, yeah. Terribly abused by various people. And then who's the other Jerry O'Connell. Who yeah, just Jerry became this this movie star after <laughs> Weirdly, yeah, Will Wheaton was remarking on that. It's so ironic that uh, River Phoenix died as a young man, the same as his character Chris. Uh, Will became a writer like his character Gordy. Corey had a troubled childhood and is really messed up. And then Jerry just became this movie star. <laughs> so who knows? Maybe Vern. I don't remember what happened to Vern, but, but yeah. And I think he says in a book, I, I believe in in the body. I think Stephen yeah. King recounts uh, what what happened to everybody afterwards. There is an epilogue in that. That's pretty amazing. Have you read it? I have not. Okay. Do you, do you want to hear? Yeah, go for it. So after the events that are depicted in the film, in the novella, it, it wraps up in a in an epilogue by... By the way, we're talking about Stand we're sta- By Me. We're talking about Stand okay, By so Me, the movie. Yes, 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 sorry. The movie, Stand By Me. Right. Right, right, right. That is the, the portrayal that uh, Will Wheaton is talking about. I don't know why it didn't <laughs> totally flew by me that I didn't reference it. But there's an there's an epilogue in the book where Ace catches up with Gordy a few weeks after the confrontation in the forest, and uh, just kicks him like super hard in the nuts, enough to just drop him completely to the ground. And then some old lady uh, sees what happened and helps him up and. Doesn't have to get hospitalized, but was seriously hurt <laughs> after that. And I was, I was surprised that Stephen let him get away with that. I guess he didn't really want to kill or injure Gordy, you know, permanently after. So <laughs> it is obviously the character he identifies most strongly with as a writer. But um, yeah, I just would have assumed that a character like Ace would have beaten him within an inch of his life, at least. Is he saying that, um, wait, was Ace by himself? Uh, possibly. I don't remember. So, therefore, uh, without his buddies around, hmm. he wasn't necessarily homicidal. Um, I would think, I interpreted it as he would, he's basically the only one who would be without his buddies. Hmm. The others are all, fr- feel free to, to be bad, to be mean and uh, violent because ace is there and he he goes to prison yeah they're klingons (laughs) yes he goes to prison well no not really because the klingons are individually no 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 no. not not klingons from star trek klingons with a c oh oh, i see Uh Um, (laughs) i I believe ace goes to jail to prison in the book for other crimes Mm. and then he meets Mm -hmm. him years and years later and doesn't rec- Ace doesn't recognize him, and he doesn't have the heart to I don't know try to get back at him or anything like that because he's just a pathetic mm-hmm. loser who never left his small town. Yeah, which in itself isn't bad, but as a loser, not leaving your small town, eh. Well, if you'd like to leave your small town, <laughs> you can send us an email. You can virtually do so by sending it all the way across the internet. <laughs> you can send it to bros at it's just called twobrothers.com. and. Uh, Please refrain from tweeting, but if you can't help yourself, you can tweet at us at IJC2B, and we will be most kind. The, the well, kindest... One of us will the be. The kindest 
Twitter account on Twitter. <laughs> How did you like the the curve bit at the end of last week's show? Oh yeah, that's good. Yeah, never never heard of they them. They are amazing, and they were more amazing yeah. at first, unfortunately, because they did a couple more things afterwards. They they had a 2001 album. I think that might have been their last their last real effort. There were a lot of compilations and things. But hopefully, I'll have a music share list next, next week. But it was only the palindrome show. <laughs> 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 Our big one, we gotta play something.